Hello, Adam. This is uh, another nice night. We don't we don't come on off that night, but uh, we are tonight. It's like Who the old are days. We? It's like the old days, Jack. Who are we? My name is Jack Mancini. I'm here with my long-term partner of uh, business pursuits for over 20 years now, Adam Sunhalter. And we're with a company, a business coaching company called Maximum Value Partners. And we're here on this podcast tonight to talk about some of our coaching activities. And uh, what we do is take the, the real life problems that a homeowner or a business owner has to run their business and the, the trials and tribulations that, that vex them. And uh, we're here to solve their problems, most of them anyway, with our experience of 20 years. We've owned companies, operated companies. Uh, audited them, sold them, helped them in so many ways. Just just there to talk to somebody for them. And and uh, we love doing it. We love the small business owner defined as running a company, owning a company of 25 people or less. We have a lot of fun doing it. And we've created a podcast over this called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And in that, we have over 300, 350, over 350. Almost, yeah. Now, this is episode 343, Jack. We're almost there in 350. We're coming we got to keep that count visible somewhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in that neighborhood. So right. uh, there's a lot of them. And they cover every subject. They go back several years. They cover every almost every subject you can think about for business. Some a little deep and most of them kind of on superficial basis. Uh, try to keep it light light or if you will or lighter and uh again so tonight we have a uh a podcast which is going to talk about i don't know what we term this we could term it in many different things but if you have an advantage that comes about because a vendor who you're dealing with, sends you an invoice for their work, which is very good, very satisfactory, and it's a rather significant amount. And you also have a, a, a cash flow problem where a bottleneck has, has developed here. And your cash is starting to stream out, you know, and you're having trouble uh, with some vendors, some other vendors, maybe threatening. And you have a big vendor payment due to this person who just created a, a, a very good job, well done. And you're looking at this number and you're saying, hey, if we didn't have to pay this guy for an extra 60 days or more maybe, this would get us through our bottleneck issue and we could hit these orders and be able to finance them with no problem. What do you think? You know, is it is it right? Is it right to use a vendor as a bank, or should we pay them with the terms? And when do you stretch this a little bit and call it a white lie, or call it however people rationalize it? Not and so. I, I'm gonna, I'll let me go on for a minute. <laughs> you know, just about every business, small business who has been in business for for several years and more, uh, probably has encountered something like this or I'm going to drag this payment out. I know it's due according to our agreement in 30 days, but man, I could use 60 days or another 60 days on this. 
And we do it, sometimes we do it consciously, sometimes we do it unconsciously, where it's best, at least from our standpoint, if you're going to do it, call them up and tell them you're going to do it. That way they'll they'll work with you, or their chances of working with you are much higher. But is that a problem? Do you see it being a problem? And which way should you go? How about you, Adam? What would you, know, you do? You know, you know, this show is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And I live in a little place called Reality Jack, right? And so how does how do things really work here? And so and the reason I'm bringing up the dirty secrets and reality point of this is, well, there's this this dirty little secret that pe the people almost never talk to you about when you start your own small business. And you know what that, that dirty secret is, Jack? What is it? Is I don't care what your business is, Jack. You've now signed up unknowingly to be in the banking industry. <laughs> right? Did you know that? Yeah, I like that. I like that look. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, every time, right? Because every time you provide credit to a customer, you risk having somebody turn into our buddy Wimpy from Popeye. Remember him? He's happy to pay you Tuesday for hamburger today, right? One of those things. Hey, I'll, I'll promise you the world, Jack. Just give me give me what you got. Right? Give me your product <laughs> or service. And we're we're happy. We're happy to do it. We're happy to do it as the owner. We're happy to provide our, our product and service. Let's get it out there, right? And we believe everybody's going to pay us back, Jack. No problem. They'll, they'll be good. They'll be good for it, you know? So it's one of those things, whether you think it's right, wrong, good, or bad, doesn't matter. This is, how, this is how things kind of work. It comes back to the question I think you're asking, Jack, is in terms of how do you do that? Because you have the opportunity to potentially do that. You know, that being start to utilize your vendors as a bank because one of the hardest things to do when you start your business is to go get a loan, to go get a, an actual bank to actually lend you money for your business. They'll give it to you when you don't need it, as we always kind of joke about, talk about, Jack. But you know, if you actually need, hey, can I get 100000 bucks to get my business launched here, Jack? Got to buy some stuff here and get a lease. Go, well, why don't you come back to us after you've kind of sold some stuff and make it some money, Jack, right? That's usually what the bank will say. So what do you so, so what do you get to do? So you naturally try to go out and you try to find ways to finance things, right? You, you force you force them into banking, whether they right. want it or not. Well, yeah, as soon as you get a little advantage. It's one of those unwritten rules. It's like this is how things this is how things kind of work, right? So it's not a it's not a case is it, is it right or wrong. It's like many questions when you get to a small business owner, Jack. It's a lot of gray, right? It's not black or white. It's a lot of gray, and so which we love because there's a lot of places to operate in that gray, and it gives you some flexibility and some chance to do things the right way. And I guess as I was thinking about this topic, I was trying to think about like you're you're laying out here in the opening, Jack, in terms of what would be some of the situations that you'd want to utilize this really to kind of, to kind of be on purpose, because we talked to a lot of our clients and, and um, believe it or not, most small business owners will pay their bills very quickly. All right. So if, if we have somebody present to us their balance sheet, and if you think about your balance sheet, two of the key items in your balance sheet is often on the, on the asset side is going to be accounts receivable. So the accounts receivable, those are folks that you've given credit to. All right, the folks who are your customers who are going to pay you, you you're giving them credit. So we usually we'll look at the account receivable, and then the opposite side, the liability, we we'll look at the account payable. The accounts payable, those are folks that are giving you credit, All right? And Jack, what we normally see is a big ratio, a much bigger ratio that you have in accounts receivable versus accounts payable. Like for every dollar you have in accounts payable, there's probably like ten dollars in accounts receivable, because <laughs> there's so many again. Because again, most small business owners are very, very good, honest people. 
And if a vendor is providing a good service, Jack, and they and they send you the bill, usually they're paying them right away. Hey, I don't want to piss off Jack. Jack's doing a great job. I'll make sure I pay Jack right away. Keep him happy, right? And we're okay with that. Assuming you've got good cash flow, that's a good way to build some equity with your vendors, right? Because you become a good customer for them. Because one of the things that makes you a good customer is that you're not a pain in the ass and you're paying them on time and they aren't having to chase you around, right? So if you pay them and, and you pay them on time or you pay them even faster than the do, it's a good way to kind of build up some equity. So if you also have a situation like you're describing, Jack, where all of a sudden cash is getting a bit tight, well, what do you do? One of the best places to go is your vendors. And you'd be amazed at how much relief you can get from just getting your terms extended by 15 days or 30 days. Or maybe as you're alluding to in the opening here, Jack, you have a big payment that's due. Hey, can we chunk this thing out over the next five months, Jack? Instead of paying it all this month, can I, can I pay you over time, right? And and you go and you talk to them. We, we, teach, we teach our clients that, how important that is to talk to them. That's, that's, that's vital, but most don't do that. Most will duck in the weeds and basically not pay them and, and deflect the phone calls and deflect the, the, the attempt to get paid within the terms. And it's so easy to call them and, and chat with them a little bit, say, hey, I'm going to be 45 days late or 15 days late or whatever it's going to be. It's a very good point, Adam. And so, yeah, it gives you that chance to, to reach out and connect. It's amazing, right? The, the, the phone seems to have gotten heavier over the years. You know, the, the more technology, the more connectivity we've gotten, Jack, between, you know, email and the internet and texting and social media stuff, that simple old phone call seems to, seems, seems to get harder and harder to do, but yet it's very effective to talk to somebody, especially, especially if the vendor you're talking to, Jack, is another small business owner who can relate to you. Tell right? Right. They'll understand. Yeah. And they'll, and you know what, and to your point, they will appreciate the fact that you called. Hey, thanks for calling me, Adam. Instead of, instead of jerking me around or avoiding my phone calls or getting me pissed off and me wondering what the hell's going on. Thanks for calling me, talking to me about it. And no problems. You know, we're good. Let's make sure we keep it down. Let's, let's see what works. Is that, is that enough time? What you may find actually, Jack, is they may be willing to give you more than you're asking for. Well, are you sure 30 days is enough, Jack? Maybe we can send it for another, for like a couple months. Right. And maybe they'll look at it as an opportunity. Well, maybe I'll do that for you, but it's going to cost you a little something, Jack. It's like the bank would do, right? I'll give you extra 90 days, but it's going to cost you an extra 3%. That's okay. Again, not good or bad. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might become yeah, a negotiation, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. You set the stage for a negotiation here. Now, you might get, you, you, you're not likely to get the phone slammed on you, hung up on you, Jack, but you might get somebody's like, yeah, screw you, forget it. Okay, now, what does that tell you about that vendor? All right. What have they done for you? They haven't built any equity for you, that's for sure, right? It's maybe, maybe in the back of my mind, go, hey, maybe I need to find a different vendor here. This person maybe isn't the right kind of partner for me because I can't count on them. If things aren't going well, or maybe something's going on with them. Maybe they're having some, some issues, all right? In terms of what's kind of going on. You, you don't know, but it'll give you a sense and a way to kind of engage them. So I think if you have some, some tight cash, that's certainly a way to do it. I think another key area to think about this in Jack is when we have a vendor who's not delivering. I think we've all kind of experienced that. And I know we've talked a lot about how things get discounted, right? So as we've, I think we've mentioned a bunch on this podcast, certainly you know, off the air, 
that nothing gets, you know, in terms of service providers, nothing gets discounted faster than a service already provided, right? Once that pain's relieved, right? People Look out, they yeah. revert back to, yeah. It becomes hard <laughs> to collect that for that, right? All of a sudden your, your leverage is gone because the service is already provided. But on the flip side of that, it, when you're the customer, if somebody hasn't delivered, and usually maybe the, the simplest example I could think about people can relate to would be having some work done at your house, let's say. And you got somebody, you know, working on, you know, some stuff with your house and they aren't quite done yet, right? Well, you've given them the upfront payment. You've given them the progress payment, Jack, but you're holding back that that last third on the, you know, the final payment. Well, guess what? If you pay that final third, guess who's not going to be returning your phone calls or who's not going to be very responsive to you? <laughs> Likely that vendor, right? So, you know, times like that, if you've got a vendor who's not, you know, if you have a vendor who's not quite delivering what you need, maybe that's the way you have to, you have to get their attention. You know, maybe they aren't taking your phone calls and you say, hey, I'll just stop paying you. Eventually, they'll they'll call you, all right? They'll, they'll eventually, they'll reach out. But it's a way to start to kind of get, to get their attention and to put the pressure on them a little bit to perform. Hey, I'm happy to, again, happy to pay you Tuesday if you deliver my services you're supposed to deliver to me last month. Right, which you haven't delivered yet. So I think that could be another another area that you might want to be able to use you know, to utilize the vendors from that standpoint. And it really tells you a lot. You know, we've been through, and you know, you you personally have bought, fixed up, and sold five companies, Jack. And we've been through a number of situations where we've had clients who've had some troubles, either before we you know got involved or you know while we got involved. And there's ways to kind of go and approach your vendors. And part of what you're trying to figure out during that time frame is who your friends are. Right? Who can you count on? And so if you have one of those vendors who's being a total total jerk about stuff and is threatening lawsuits and everything else, guess what? End of the line. the line. Right? Yeah. Right. Because you know that if they're going to be a pain in the butt now, well, they can't really do anything to you short term. If they decide to sue you or do something else like that, it's going to take months for that kind of... So, you know what? Don't waste your time with them. And kind of, you know, that's... A, your relationships, you know, on the rocks and on the way, got on the way out the door. Questions, you know, kind of when does it happen? But it's it's trying to find those key things out. It's it's hard sometimes. Again, there are certain vendors you can't really negotiate with, Jack. You know, the the folks at the power company don't really negotiate very well. They just flip the switch and all of a sudden your lights are off, right? They they make it real simple. Or the IRS, yeah, they can negotiate with those guys, but again, they they aren't going to be real friendly to negotiate with. And, or a lot of these big companies, right? So you have a big service provider for your telecommunications stuff or or, or something else. Okay, well, the, the, the bigger the company, the more difficult it's going to be to try to find some wiggle room. Uh, that's right. Somebody who can somebody who can make a decision in a reasonable uh, position in the company. So, you know, it's a great opportunity, really, uh, to create a better customer you know, by agreeing to work with them and sit down and talk in a calm, rational way. And there's opportunities, like you said before, uh, perhaps charging interest a little bit. And look, I'll give you this, I'll give you this extra 60 days, but here's what I want for it. And, you know, I'll, I'll be there for you to the degree that we can agree on something and you do it. And I want to see regular reports, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, it, it's it's a good business technique not to really get all flustered and, and uh, slam the phone down and just swear at them and do whatever, you know? Just kind of compose yourself as the owner 
And okay, I'm going to work this out and I'll get paid if it's six months. Okay. If it works out that way. Right. So to be helpful is always the best way. And it's a great customer service when you do it. Well, so yeah, you're, you're jumping on, on the flip side. Now, if you're saying as the owner, what can you do for vendors or years, right? Or customers of yours who maybe aren't paying. And right. ways, yeah. So maybe your point is maybe a little more creative, a little more aggressive with them. And, and we've helped customers do this you know, a bunch. And, and we shared the story you know, a couple of years ago about that and uh, had a client who said, look, if you're being asked to play the bank, well, be like the bank then. Go in there asking for their P&L, asking for their balance sheet, right? And boy, wasn't our client amazed when, the, when that customer actually gave it to him. It's like, yeah, he called his secretary and mm-hmm. said, prof- okay, he's like, oh, crap, all right. I'm like, because they understand. They understand that they're asking you to do stuff and they've got to make a case for why other than, hey, I'm a... I'm a great, wonderful guy that you want to, you want but they're showing you, Hey, this is what I have. And so there can be a way to your point. You can maybe salvage what maybe isn't your favorite customer. Now all of a sudden you're able to turn them into, into a good customer and your relationship now starts to kind of blossom. You know, you start to kind of see as we, we, we've talked a bunch, Jack, you sort of see people's true colors when money gets involved. And especially if things start to get real tight as people get kind of squeezed, they're, they're real, their their true self kind of will tend to kind of come out and how they start to operate. <laughs> That's so, right. Some folks how, you talk, how many really times have we seen that? <laughs> right. And again, you get surprised and you get pleasantly surprised sometimes, Jack, but that's probably a quarter of the time. The other three quarters is you know, you're gonna be negatively surprised or you're gonna be disappointed, as you say, right? What would we say negatively surprised, just disappointed. Um but it's it's a way to do it, it's but it's a way to get comfortable with it and, and to be talking about it. And to, and to know that it's there. And so as you're going through and thinking about that, and maybe one of the things would be good for you to do after listening to our show today, maybe go take a look at some of your your list of vendors. Maybe look at that list of accounts payable and folks you're paying you know quite often and try to figure out, okay, look, if I'm having some trouble, which of these folks would I go to to ask for some help? Back to extend some stuff. And be thinking about them that way, you know, in terms of what's kind of going on. And, and just as you're making those deposits where, hey, I'm, I'm, I've been paying you on time ahead of time, Jack, for five years. I'm asking you now for three months grace. That doesn't seem like a lot to be asking for, does it? Now, if it's I know said, you, it's said in a rational way and, and uh, it's all true, absolutely. Why wouldn't you help? Right. And if I've known you and I've been kind of doing that thing, and okay, now if you tell me no straight out, okay, well, I go, wait, maybe I misjudged you. I'm sure somebody else, Jack, would be happy to take my monthly payments. Your competitor would, wouldn't he? Most likely. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it can get real emotional. It can get stressful. But it can be a lot of fun if you start to approach it and kind of see. But it's one of those places to look for cash in your business. All right, mm-hmm. it comes to that cash flow. And so, you know, it's it's one of those realities. I said at the outset here, it's one of those realities that hey, whether you like it or not, you're in business for yourself. Chances are you're going to be the bank for some people. And the people are going to be the bank for you. And if you get some good relationships kind of going on, it may not be, like I said, so painful or, or awful as maybe you're thinking about. It could be a lot of fun. It could be a great strategy. But it's not one that you want to use all the time. All right? It's like crying wolf. Well, you know, Jackie called me last quarter with the same problem, right? Or it's the third time this year. What's what's going on? All right? What's really happening? <laughs> um. But it can be it can be very very useful from that standpoint to be able to do it because you're you're doing it anyway, right? Every day you're doing it, you're you're deciding how long do you keep it, 
You know, do you, do you pay on terms? Do you pay beyond terms? Are you like you where you wait to see what they use for collection techniques because you like to have fun with that? Well, as you say, you're in the gray area when you're doing this. And a lot of people have issues with it. They think it may be morally wrong and others will take advantage of it to an extreme. Gray areas are like that. There's no simple black and white. It's always, you know, it's always hooked on to uh, something, a question that, that you you are what you are, right? Right. Some people will take great of an advantage of it and others will, will not. They couldn't think, they couldn't sleep if they did something like that. So we won't tell you where we sit. <laughs> but yeah, you got you get, you get all kinds out there, Jack. Right, and right, and, and we always hope for the best. But yeah, there are some bad people out there, but there are mostly good people out there. Yeah, so, I so agree. There are, there are some bad people that are trying to, but or you get some good people that get into bad situations, and they just don't handle it well. Um, so keep that in mind. Have that have a little empathy is a good thing in small business, Jack. Too, just to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes a little bit, understand where they're at. Um, that's always I think helpful too. We often maybe lose sight of that these days. Mm -hmm. So, oh, good. Okay, that's our lesson for today. All right, that's it. So, cash flow is our is a big thing, and 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 is it right or how to how to really use your vendors as the bank as needed? Maybe be, would be a good topic for it. So, yes, so we appreciate y'all listening to our show today. Dirty secrets of small business. If you like what you heard, as you mentioned at the outset. This is episode 343. We have another 342 episodes we've done in the last six and a half years. And most of them are like today where they are they are evergreen, right? They aren't tied into the, 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 the topic of the day. These are ongoing business, uh, small business challenges, issues, opportunities that, that you can help with. So if you go to our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, you can see the episodes button there. You click on that tab. You can also search for whatever topic or idea you've got. It'll feed back to whatever shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find something that suits your fancy, please shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. We can either answer the question for you directly or do like we did today, put together a show like this, because chances are, if you've got the question, somebody else does as well, and we'll be happy that you ask, you ask for it. If you prefer listening on your smart device and you, you have a favorite podcast player, it could be iHeart or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Go there, search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to our, our show. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning. It'll be delivered right there to your smart device, and all the prior episodes will be there as well for you to get. So, yeah, so that's what we got for you today. We appreciate you listening, as always, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.